Hello everyone and welcome back to the Worth Playing For podcast. This is going to be episode 34 of my complete Survivor Rewatch podcast and today I'm going to be talking about episode 4 of season 4 of Survivor, Survivor Marquesas. And this one is called The Wind's Twist. Um, and you know the stakes are set up going into this challenge, right? Mara Amu has just voted out their so-called leader, Hunter, after losing all five challenges so far. Um, Rob seems now to be kind of taking control of this tribe here at the moment, um, and the show has really been hyping him up as, like, the mastermind, you know, the godfather so far of this Mara Amu tribe. We really have not seen too much of the Rotu tribe at all, besides Kathy not really fitting in, there's been some injuries to talk about, but overall, there it's harmony over there. It, everything is good over at the Rotu tribe. Mara, Mara Amu has really been a, a gong show thus far. Um, so they really, coming into this episode, they really have to do something to change their fate in this game. Um, otherwise, they're all going to be picked off. It won't be close. Um, and unfortunately, they're not really going to get this chance. Um, we are going to get a swap in this episode. And this was a really weird place to have a swap, right? Because um, the numbers are 8 to 5. So either way, the tribes won't be even um, from a swap. There's no way to do that. And we saw in Africa that they waited till uh, there were 12 players left in the game to do a swap. And I think that made a little bit more sense. Maybe they felt like they were in the original tribes for a little bit too long and that kind of held the tribal lines a little bit more rather than, like, they viewed the swap as too much of a temporary thing in Africa, which I think is a fair point. Um, and, and maybe, like, doing it after two votes would be too early, so that's why they wanted to have it after three, but it definitely is an awkward spot to do it at. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the mechanics of the swap and how weird it turns out a little bit later once we get there. Um, but either way, the stakes are set up for Marama here. That five of, of Gina, Rob, Sarah, Sean, and Sepia, they, they have to get this stuff together, or else uh, they their their life in this game is not going to be too much longer. So we get to day 10 here, um, and Marama gets back to camp. You know, Rob is really relishing the fact that he is now in complete control of the Marama camp. Um, and like in the last episode, we got all these quotes from Rob about you know, how fear keeps people loyal and that he doesn't need people to be, like, smart or physically capable on his team. He just needs them to be loyal. They're really building up Rob as this huge character in the season. And, you know, in the evolution strategy, Rob Sestonino talked a lot about how Rob, Boston Rob really changed the game and changed, specifically changed the ways that they, that confessionals were, were taken, right? All the other castaways up to this point really just treated confessionals kind of like a news interview. Right? They were kind of just reporting what they were doing. But Rob really just invites the viewer in um, and really demonstrates his game really in a really entertaining fashion. Um, and that really, I think, endears him to the audience. He really knows how to make himself um, likable and personable to the audience. And I think that's a huge reason why he ends up coming back for All-Stars and why he ends up being the only person, I think, to ever play five times. Right, This is a huge character on the show. Um, and for a good reason, right? He really makes a huge impression in this season. He's starting to get confessionals, and whether that's, like, a founded thing or not, like, he definitely hasn't done, like, incredible strategy to earn um, all these confessionals, but he's still here. He seems to have a decent amount of control, um, but obviously he's going to lose that later into this episode, for sure. Um, so, you know, Rob likes that Hunter never saw it coming, but Gina, like, he, she, she's smart enough to that Hunter's gone because Rob and Sean never liked him. Hunter was trying to create, like, a regiment around camp that was full of work, and he had one leadership style, and Rob and Sean were just never going to go with that. They had their numbers, and they took out Hunter, but Hunter was one of the strongest members of the tribe. 
Um, and especially in a season and in a game that is so much about winning these challenges, was it really the smartest idea to vote off Hunter, which is a very fair point, if I'm honest. Um, you know, Gina starts asking some questions, kind of trying to probe as to why it was Hunter or why she was was out of the loop. Um, Sarah takes issue to. Sarah kind of starts arguing and explaining her points and they get into some drama. Um, and although, like, this is a little bit pointless, I think this is probably the right move on Gina because, um, you know, Vesepia hates drama. We're going to see that later in this episode that whenever there's drama, Vesepia is going to run, you know, in the other direction. She wants to stay completely out of it. Um, and so Gina taking issue with Sarah here. And Sarah definitely comes out of this looking worse than Gina because Sarah has no reason to be angry whatsoever. Um, so Gina picking an issue with Sarah is probably the right move um, if they were going to stay in this five because then maybe Vesepia and Sean start to get more annoyed with Sarah. Um, and, and, and then maybe you can get your three onto Sarah. Um, and, and then you know if, if Gina goes up next, whatever, right? Um but I, I don't know it, like, if it's Gina, in Gina's best interest to go to Robin Sarah and try to vote out Vesepia or Sean. I don't know if that's the move. I think the move is to try to side with um, Sean and Vesepia and vote out Sarah. Either way, none of this is going to matter because they're going to end up swapping. But I think it, this definitely isn't the worst thing from Gina to, to pick a fight with Sarah here. Because uh, Gina recognizes that Sarah is not able to, like, doesn't actually have reason why she voted Hunter. It's just Rob wanting Hunter out and Sarah's following the lead. Gina knows this. She's just picking a fight, um, you know, just, just to get some clarification. And she knows she's next if they go to Tribal Council, so she has to find a way to survive. Um, and she's going to get that uh, thanks to the game's twist here. Over at Row 2, everything is still happy, still calm, still peaceful. You know, they're finding their groove. They're in a rhythm. They're in a routine. All eight members, even Kathy, seems to have a really good unity thing going on here. Um, and this is where, you know, Gabriel is just on cloud nine right now. He he's, he has created this loving society. It has worked out great. Um, Kathy has even integrated herself well in here. And the tribe has really become a family. So, you know, Gabe is, is loving the fact that he has, like, created this, like, cult-like atmosphere at Row 2. Everyone seems to be having, like, a good mojo, good times. Um, and, yeah, everything is good over at Row 2. They, they're thriving. Um, and, you know, you have to think that it... This season were to stay exactly like this, you could very much see Rotu just winning out here. Um, almost like a prototype to Survivor Palau. Um, and you know, mate, like it's it's interesting why they they implemented the swap here and they don't implement the swap in Palau because you know, Palau is one of the only seasons where they don't implement the swap. You know what I mean? Like it happened in All Stars, it happens in Vanuatu, it happens in Guatemala and Panama, like it doesn't happen in Palau. Um and so maybe they just wanted to see it play out, but you have to think that it, like, if Marquesas wasn't going to have a swap, it'd pretty much end up like that. Like, I don't know if I can see the Maramu tribe winning a challenge, right? Like, Rotu is just so in sync, they can now sit out all their weakest members. Um, and it's just the leadership, right? And we're going to see that coming up in the immunity challenge here that, you know, there just isn't really vocal leaders on Maramu, right? Rob and Sean can kind of try to say that, but the leadership that the general... And, and Tammy and, and Gabe and John Carroll provide is just so valuable to the tribe. And that's why they're winning, for sure. Um, so Rob and Gina get the next tree mail, and they're teased with something about, like, a disc. It's going to involve, it's going to be a twist in the game. It's not going to be their typical challenge. So, you know, they think they have a good mojo. They're trying to ramp themselves up to get back um, into the game, win a challenge here. Um, but they're not going to get a challenge. They're just going to get Jeff and 13 discs laid on the ground. He asks everyone to pick a disc, 
and stand on it. And I forgot this is how they did the tribe stuff. I first, I kind of, just based on the look of this, I assumed that it is done the same way it was done in Africa, where it's just three members switch to each tribe. But it turns out that's not actually how it was done here. Um, it, it is completely random. It just happens that three flip. Um, and, you know, it, it's tough here. Like, from our own, like, you... It, you got to feel for them. Like, there's almost no scenario in which they have the numbers on any of the tribes. Um, like, because, and, and now, just based on the advantages that Rotu has, Rotu is going to have a numbers advantage on both tribes here. Um, but let's get through how the how the discs play out here. So, everyone's standing on these discs. They're going to step off the disc, flip it over, and reveal a new tribe buff below them. Um, so, we're going to get Zoe staying on Rotu, Gina staying on Maramu, Gabe staying on Rotu, Nalia will be the first one to switch to Maramu, then John will stay to go to Rotu, Vesepia and Rob will both change to Rotu, Kathy will flip over to Maramu, Sean will flip over to Rotu, Sarah will stay on Maramu, um, and then the general will go to Rotu as well. And then the final two, Pascal will go to Maramu and Tammy will stay on Rotu. So we get really interesting tribe layout here, but you know the three that flip over happen to be Kathy, who is completely on layouts. And Nalia and Pascal, who, you know, were super integrated within that Road to Majority, but are also kind of a duo in their own right. Um, and, and so it it's a really interesting breakdown that we get here because, like, we obviously think of, in Survivor history, think of Nalia and Pascal as completely separate from that Road to group, but you have to remember that they were really well integrated within that Road to Majority prior to this tribe swap. So it is really interesting how it breaks down here. And of course, we have now separated Rob and Nelly, or Rob and Sarah, sorry. So, um, you know, very interesting tribe swap here. But the tough thing is, you know, over at row two, we now have a five to three majority. Um, and just on how tight they are, it looks like Rob, one of Rob or Sean is going to go next year. Um, obviously, that by, you know, it'll be really, really interesting to check that out into the next episode here. But um, by some miracle, Rob and Sean managed to make the merge here. But you have to think that this is a tough scenario for them to survive. And then when you look at the new Maramu, it's a 3-2 to two numbers game there. Um, and, it, you know, it's hard to see a situation where, you know, Sarah is not going to make it out of this. Sarah is toast. Um, and, you know, maybe Gina has a shot. Maybe Gina is able to flip. We're going to check that out in the next podcast for sure. Um, but, you know, you have to think that this is a tough situation for Sarah to be able to survive. Um, especially, you know, with this, the, it's not like Sarah is an incredibly social player, um, a successful social player, um, in this game already. All right. So we get, that is the tribe swap. So the numbers, you know, will stay the same eight to five. That's the interesting thing about this tribe swap that, you know, they're not going seven to six. They're not even trying to even up these numbers. It's going to stay eight to five, um, which I guess probably provides better odds for, for Maramu to have some sort of majority. Um, but obviously just with the numbers advantage it was unlikely that they're going to have any majority on either tribe for sure um and so we're going to kind of it like this tribe swap is going to pave the way for the rest of the season right this randomness um or seemingly randomness that is standing on the disc um will lead to one of the most pivotal decisions in survivor history right kathy nilly and pascal are going to flip on this group so that three you know maybe if it's any other three this season doesn't work out the way it is, right? Like, if, if Kathy flips over with, with Gabe and, and John Carroll, right? Are they flipping on their numbers? I don't think so, right? But because Nalia and Pascal are in a duo, because 
you know, we're going to hear later in the episode, Millie and Pascal are both really passive players. They're not really going to speak their minds. They're always just going to kind of go with the flow. Um, like, it, it, it's really the perfect storm here with them three flipping over. Um, and so, it, it, like, with any other draw, maybe this season doesn't shake the way it is. And it, you got to think it's almost best case scenario for Kathy, right? She has security with Millie and Pascal, who seem to be very trustworthy people. Obviously, they don't love her. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not the worst draw in the world. And she gets two obvious targets for her. So she goes from bottom of the pecking order to at least third in the pecking order, um, which is good for Kathy. Because I've, I've really been surprised at so far, like, on this rewatch, how low I've been on Kathy. Um, because, obviously, we remember Kathy, this pillar of the game, and, and she becomes the star of the season. But she hasn't been great up until this point, right? Um, and so this swap is definitely comes up big for Kathy because, like, it's pretty obvious that if Rotu was to go to an immunity challenge, she'd be gone. Um, and so it's good for her. As for Rob, Fisepi, and Sean, they're definitely in the hot seat here. Um, you know, the Rotu people are poised to knock them all off here, so they have got to do something special, and we're going to see that in the next episode, not this one. Um, so Amar, Amu, you know, they're amazed with all the fruit they're able to find and eat. And, you know, this is something I maybe haven't talked about, how the, the camps are so different. You know, one, one camp has more access to water and more, more sea life. The other camp has more access to trees and fruits and stuff like that. Um, and so Atmar, Amunilia, and Pascal and Kathy are really amazed with all the fruit they're able to find. Um, Kathy and Gina hit it off right away. I guess they both studied, like, environment or something. Um, and, you know, just to confirm our suspicion that Sarah is in big trouble here, Gina seems to be integrating really well with, with the newcomers. Um, Sarah, not so much. Over at Rotu, um, everyone's really happy to see the new tribe members. Um, and, you know, it seems like, you know, they get welcomed in with open arms, right? Vesepia tells us that they were welcomed in and everyone was nice, but it is very noticeable how different this tribe is from their last one. Um, the tribe has a completely different vibe. Everyone is working. Everyone is like ants, um, working all day around the clock. And it's definitely not what Vesepia and Sean and Rob are used to. Um, Rob tries to, you know, he, he knows he needs to make a plan to overcome this numerical advantage, right? He's in the bottom position. He needs to kind of maneuver somehow, but it's tough, right? He's trying to find these cracks. But the thing is, it's hard to find these cracks because everyone is working all the time. And he has this confession over... It's, it's one of the most memorable confessions that I think Boston Rob ever, ever, ever has. Um, it's when he's just roasting all of his old tribe. Um, I particularly like the one where he says, you know, the general is a big guy and he needs everyone to know that he's probably got a little sausage. Um, that's the funny part. Um, and, and then, you know, she, he calls Zoe the, the tough, the toughest guy out here. Um, what he says about John Carroll isn't great here. He like kind of outs him, kind of uses some language that, you know, we probably wouldn't use, um, in this day and age, but you know, unfortunately that's just the typical language a 25 year old guy, you know, would use back then and, and probably even now. So it's not great. Um, but you know, it is funny just what Rob says about his tribe and he's so candid in his like impressions. He's not even trying to like make redeemable qualities he's just roasting everyone in this tribe um so rob is just fully formed here um but you know he like rob's social skills are great right he knows that this is not a place where he can just jump in chill and joke around but that's how rob plays his game right he wants to build those social connections he wants to get you to trust him but the thing is he's coming in the minority to a completely different vibe and he's not able to build these relationships when all they do is work all the time um and this is going to frustrate him um, over at Maramu, we check back in with them. Gina and Nalia are bonding. They talk about how, you know, Nalia tells them that 
all of Road to Thought Hunter was going to go all the way to the end of it. He's this golden boy. He's the Captain America. Um, and Gina, you know, expresses her, that she's upset that the others voted on Hunter. She wasn't in the loop. And, you know, again, Gina's got no life here. Um, she's not at the bottom of the pecking order. It's not. She's not in a great position, but she's at, in a better position for sure. And, you know, for her, she can truly, truly commit to Malia and Pascal and Kathy. She isn't working with, with Rob and Giuseppe and Shen anyway. She is not too interested in going back to them. So she, she's got, like, a ton of options. Um, and she can really go to Malia and Pascal and Kathy and say, you know, I'm with you guys. Like, let's work together. Um, and so Gina, you can really see that she's fired up um, and really excited to have some new life here. Um, we check back in at row two, and Rob says this camp is two degrees short of how, you know, they're, they're really heavy-handed with all the Rob confessionals now. Uh, but these people are workaholics, you know, they don't stop. Um, and it, it, you know, again, it's good here that Rob recognizes that he has to fit in to make good impressions or else he might be next, right? This is not Rob saying, um, you know, like, these people suck, I'm going to do my own thing, like, like the hunter strategy, right? You know, it's, it's my way or the highway. Rob is saying, you know, I, I know that what these people want. I'm going to work as much as I can. I have to fit in because if, if I want to stay, I have to make sure these people like me. So we, we never see Rob playing from the bottom too much, like pretty much ever in his survivor career. Um, but, you know, it's, it's good stuff from him here. Um, Sean speaks out as well about how hard he's being put to work. And, and he ends up like, starting a conversation with Gabe. I'm not sure if it's now or a little bit later. Um, about how frustrated he is with this. He, like, he feels like he's being put to work again. He wants to chill. He's not down with this. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate that Sean isn't able to kind of put up with this for a couple more days here. Um, but, you know, he's getting frustrated. Rob's getting frustrated. And they, they want to make a plan to take over control. But Survivor is a social game, right? You can't just sit there like a chessboard and, and map out how you're going to take control. You need to win out these numbers. Um, and they do a good job making it one one day more and getting them to vote on Gabe next, but it's, it's going to be really hard to actually take control of this game here. Um, and that's why the strength of the challenge is so important. And I, I really was hard on them for, for voting out Peter Harkey instead of Patricia at the start. And this is why, right, especially in early in Survivor, the physical challenge really make or break your game. And if your tribe goes down in the numbers early, it's it's really hard to come back from. And sure, Vesepia was able to, to overcome that, um, but it's one person, right? She was in the final four, and it was just her. And sure, she was able to kind of maneuver herself from there. Um, but, like, it, it just happened that she was there. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, like there were a couple circumstances around her. And sure, Vesepia played a great game. But the thing is, that's that's not a dependable strategy, right? That's not a sustainable strategy. Um, like, Vesepia is an amazing social player and, and did a, does a great job the rest of the season here. Um, but you have to win these challenges. If you never have the numbers, it's very, very hard to win Survivor. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for day 10, and those are kind of our initial impressions of the swap here. Um, Tammy, we kind of get the role of Tammy that she's feeding Rob and Sean here, and she seems to do a good job kind of trying to integrate them into the group. She, she's kind of being the, the leeway between them and the rest of, of the tribe here. Uh, but she also knows that, you know, if they don't get to work soon, they will be gone. Um, and she's trying to kind of bring them in, but they, Rob and Sean especially, are a little bit reluctant. Um, Mara Amu goes for a, walk, for a walk here on day 11. Um, and due to Kathy's, you know, poor sense of direction, they get lost. Um, and they eventually come up on a lake full of some shrimp. You know, they want to catch some food and some, some food to, like, improve their situation, which is good. 
Um, but this is Gina's first look at the dynamics of the tribe. And, you know, good stuff from Gina, right? Nalee and Pascal are annoyed with Kathy. Gina picks up on this and knows that, you know, if if she can somehow, you know, Sarah can go first, that's fine. But if she can somehow work her way with Nalee and Pascal and try to get Kathy out next, um, that's a good plan of action. So, you know, good stuff from Gina, right? I was, I was really going into this pre-merge, trying to figure out whether Gina, like, deserves, you know, the the reputation she has as one of those players, you know, that what-if kind of player. Um, and I see it. I totally see the, the good game in her, her her awareness of just social dynamics seem, is really impressive. Um, and she, she seems to know where she needs to fit in um, in terms of the tribe makeup here. So I am pretty impressed. Um, but yeah, so Sarah decides to bail on this because she's getting bitten by bugs, but then she just gets lost and returns to the group anyway. And Sarah just, she's getting buried here. We can tell Sarah is is doomed. If it's not this episode, it's the next one. Sarah uh, does not have too much further to go in this game. Um, Rob and Sean know that, you know, these road two people are really tight. They have to win challenges if they want to stick around. And, you know, this is the right read, right? Um, they know that, you know, maybe they'll be able to survive one vote, but they're not going to be able to survive much more than that. So they have to win these challenges. They they really need to, to make sure that they can stick around here. Um, and this is actually where we get the conversation between Sean and, and Gabe that, you know, he's tired of having to do work all day around camp. He wants to socialize with them and bond, but he can't do that if they're working all the time. And we eventually get this conversation between Rob, Sean, and Vesepia, where Vesepia tells him that, you know, I'm always going to have you guys back. Do not worry about that, but if you're in the drama, I'm out. Like, I, I'm not going to be fighting with them. I'm not going to be, like, I'll have you guys back when it comes to the vote. Like, I got you. But I'm not going to be, like, getting involved in fights. If my name's not in it, I'm not in it. And this is, you know, the Vesepia model, right? She's not going to be in the drama. She's going to keep her name out of things. Um, and this is really her mission statement throughout the game. Um, and it works for her. Like, what can you say, right? Everyone seems to like Vesepia. And we get these complaints about Rob and Sean that they're, you know, not really fitting into the tribe. We don't get that stuff about Vesepia. Um, and you, I, I can't blame that on the edit, right? She comes out of this, like, even though Rob and Sean are both really good physically, like, you would think that they would be able to keep up. Vesepia seems to be by far the best one at fitting in. So big ups to Vesepia here. Um, out of all these Mar Amu people, um, she has to be in the best position. Out of the five that are, all five are in minority on their respective tribes, Vesepia is in the best position for sure. So we get to the immunity challenge here, and this is like some massive like tapestry puzzle where it's kind of like, um, you know, there's vertical sections, horizontal sections that kind of alternate. You have to kind of drag each one. It's hard to explain and visualize here, but um, it's it's pretty big. Um, it actually looks like a fairly hard challenge, but it's just that. It's nothing else. Um, Sean, John, and Rob all set up for row two, as I guess Rob hasn't come into his own in terms of his challenge abilities just yet. Um, and it, and it, this one is, it's not even close, right? We, we get row two going to work here, but we cut over to Marahamu and the cookie music, like the cookie, like music that Survivor plays sometimes comes on. Um, and we know they're doomed. Um, it's just Kathy and Gina bouncing ideas off each other. Sarah and Nalia are like staring at the clouds. Pascal like may literally be asleep. Um, it, there's nothing going on <laughs> at Marahamu. It was actually pretty comical to watch. Um, they're, they're just not getting anywhere. Like, half of the tapestries, like, aren't even moved by the time that Rotu ends up winning the challenge. Um, and again, the leadership of, of Gabe and, um, and Tammy in the general, like, it's, it's really strong there. They, they really have their stuff figured out. And, you know, credit to Vesepia, she fits right in. Um, she's in there like a dirty shirt. She is, she's thriving with this, this new environment. So, 
so yeah, that's it. Um, the, this is going to be the, the sixth challenge loss, I guess, in a row for Maramu. And you have to assume that, that Sarah is, is toast here. Um, so that's it. Um, we get to day 12, not really too much going on here. Uh, Sarah tells us that she'll be voting for Kathy. Nalia has this confessional where she expresses her frustration with Kathy, so we're left with some surprise going into tribal council as to who it's going to be. Um, and that tribal, you know, they talk about how much has changed. Um, Gina talks about how she's been given new life here. Um, Kathy says, you know, she's a bit worried that she's away from the strong challenge competitors over at Rotu. Um, but she's optimistic, you know, she, she really wants to win with this group. Um, and her concerns are valid, right? You know, if they lose the next three challenges before merge, like, she's done. Um, because if Maramu loses the next three, like, sure, she, like, she might be able to survive, um, you know, Sarah and then Gina. But if they lose another one, like, Nelly and Pascal are going to stick together. Um, and so it's definitely a valid concern for Kathy to be a little bit worried here. Um, but the votes come in just as expected. Uh, three votes, or sorry, four votes for Sarah, one vote for Kathy. And, you know, Sarah really didn't bring much to the table here. Um, she didn't really get much content either way, but she seemed pretty lost once she was apart from Rob here. Um, and, you know, I think if Rob wasn't there, she very well, she very well may have been eliminated before the swap even happened. So um, I definitely don't have Sarah, like, too high in my books here. Um, it's hard to compare to anyone that came before her. Because, um, like, even someone, you know, I'm thinking of, like, a Stacey Stillman or someone like a, a Lindsay Richter from Africa. You know what I mean? Like, th those kind of characters, like those girls that, you know, were cast to be the, the pretty girl that go out in the pre-merge. Like, I don't think Sarah's even at, at their caliber, right? Because Sarah never tried to make any sort of alliances or strategies. She just hitched her wagon to Rob. And although that definitely it has proven to be a successful strategy, as we'll see in later seasons, um, she doesn't really have a, like, she obviously has a mind of her own, but not really in the game. Um, so yeah, let's hear from Sarah in her confessional before I kind of eulogize her game here. She says, I'm kind of getting emotional right now, which I didn't think I would do, but I'm excited for the people that get to go back and finish the game and do what they have been doing very well. And I hope that my original seven other teammates, Rob and Sean and V, Gina especially, do very, very well, and I hope they're having a great time. So, you know, good stuff from Sarah. Um, and you know, she didn't really bring, she wasn't a bad character, but she didn't really bring anything to the table. Um, and it's probably about the right spot that we lose her in, um, you know, before, before she could have had a negative impact on the game, um, because, you know, if she ends up making the, the merge, you know, who, and who knows what's going to happen, um, but, you know, it, I, I think, you know, what is there to say about this? It's pretty much the right move for everyone, um, and so let's talk about who can, comes out of this episode looking good and bad. Um, who comes out of this episode looking good? Like I said, Vesepia looks awesome in this episode. Um, out of the five old Nara Amu members, she's hands down in the best social position. Um, she's doing like a great job integrating herself, so have to give big props to Sepia. I'm also going to give some to Tammy, because we, we see here that she's kind of, you know, the, the, the go-to be between, you know, Rob, Sean, and Sepia, and then the rest of the tribe. She seems to be a really likable figure, and this kind of narrative that Tammy would have won if the Rotu 4 made it all the way seems to be coming true here. Very likable figure, um, and so got to give it to Tammy. And I'm going to give one more, and I'm going to give this one to Nalia, um, because she's in a pretty dominant position right now, and that Mara Amu tribe. Pascal seems to not even want to play the game. Um, because he's so close with Gabe, you have to think that, you know, he's not really interested in the strategy. He's just there for, you know, a good time. Um, and so Nalia has all the cards in her hand at the new Mara Amu tramp, new Mara Amu camp. Um, and, you know, she's in a pretty good position there too. And then t who comes out of this 
episode looking poor. Um, I have to say Sean Rob, right? Like they're, they, they're strong guys. Like they're capable guys. They're fit guys. They should have been able to integrate themselves better. Unfortunately, they weren't. Um, and one of them looks like they're going to go next. Obviously we're going to get the gay boot out of nowhere. Um, but Rob and Sean, you know, they're not doing a great job here. And I'm going to give another one to Kathy, right? Like there's no reason why she should be in any sort of danger here. Um, but Nalia, if Nalia's annoyed with her and Pasco's annoyed with her, that's not great. Um, and so I'm going to give another, you know, LVP point to Kathy here because she's not doing a great job. And I really want to see her turn this ship around um, and start to take control of this game, which she will eventually. Um, but right now, I, I haven't really been too impressed with her gameplay. Um, but yeah, that, that's all I have to say on this episode. Um, next time, I'm going to be talking about the next two episodes of the pre-merge, episodes five and six. And then... Um, from that point on, it will be at the merge of Survivor Marquesas. So um, I'm really excited to keep going on with this season. Um, thank you so much for listening, um, and I will see you next time.